Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan, streaming at KLIZ.com. Also find us wherever your podcasts are sold at uh, Lakes Woods and Irons. Uh, brought to you in part by our sponsors, Whitefish Golf Course and Pequot Lakes, an experience that never disappoints. One of the area's premier 18-hole championship courses. Ernie's on Gull, an experience in dining on the shores of Gull Lake, open year-round at 11 with deck and patio seating. And SCR Northern, they're the guys and gals who answer the phones 24-7, the ones with Old Man Winter on the trucks. Catch Chris Foley in his vehicle today and uh, traveling to uh, drop off his daughter at college. That's a, that's a heartfelt day, Chris. Yeah, big day, Mac. It's, uh, you know it's coming, but it's never, uh, it's never easy when you have to do it. I, uh, I dreaded it with my boys, and I dreaded it even more with my daughter. But uh, <laughs> she's, she, she's in a great spot. Yeah, that's great. You were saying the school is just a just uh, beautiful as far as buildings and and just the whole layout of the campus. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful campus, you know, and that, that, that whole area of the Twin Cities is just such a such a spectacular setting, you know, Summit Avenue and uh, it's, it's got to be one of the great university or college towns in the whole country. You, you know, if you look at uh, a town like Boston with all the educational institutions that they have and you look at the twin cities it's it's got to be a close rival with all those schools in close proximity to each other and just a great setting great atmosphere yeah yeah very much so and she's gonna she's gonna play golf too that's not all bad she is it's uh you know st thomas just has moved to the division one level from division three and uh um, like i said it's a great atmosphere, and they, they're really gonna they're gonna have a nice program and be very competitive. I'm sure. Yeah, good, good to hear. Chris, we wanted to comment on the uh, CRMC Classic uh, hosted by Craigans, and uh, boy, just uh, overall, I think the uh, players exiting and everybody who was there in attendance and all the volunteers, uh, really, really nice event, and uh, I think Craigans really shined in the deal. Well, I, it was fantastic, you know, and I, I didn't have a lot of direct involvement in the event, but uh, been able to be, you know, somewhat involved and just seeing how, uh, you know, the legacy golf staff, the maintenance staff, all the volunteers, and then the PJ Tour staff all came together to, to run and conduct that event was just fantastic. And just the, how everybody worked together and, um, I just thought that the golf course came off absolutely fantastic. Matt McKinnon had the golf course in just incredible shape, especially given the fact that so much of it is is new. And uh, to be able to have the golf course in, in as good a shape as he did, and um, you know, just the whole community really shined. It was it was it was a great event for the Legacy, but it was an equally great event for the Brainerd Lakes area. Yeah, very, very much so, and it uh, uh, almost set up perfectly for the golfers as well as we've talked about many times. How many great uh, people are in the uh, in the go- in game of golf, and a lot of these young guys will be either tour pros or pros at different uh, courses around the country. But they were all so uh, so great to to get to know a little bit, and then the conditions—you get kind of the soaking rain on Wednesday night, 
which is exactly what the players needed for good scoring conditions, and uh, boy, were they. Yeah, you know, going into the week, the golf courses, with, especially the greens, were pretty firm. Yeah. Uh, which is, is what you want to see. And the, you know, the fairways, given their, their age of a lot of them, they were as firm as you could probably expect them to be. Uh, but gosh, over, over the course of uh, a couple of days, we got almost three inches of rain, which really softened uh, both the greens and the fairways and made scoring conditions extremely conducive. You know, anytime you can uh, you have soft greens for these guys and they, they hit it so well and so high, and it, you know, if they can control the ball on their approach shots and the greens, they're going to score much better. And I, I kind of, in my mind, I thought 23 under would win for the week. And uh, I think it probably would have been more, if the conditions would have remained firm 2021 under, we had a score of uh, 26, which is yeah, pretty phenomenal golf. Yeah. Jake Knapp and then Will Bateman right behind him at 24. And I think five more guys at 22. So you had to go real low to get into the top 10 in this tournament. It was uh, yeah, pretty extraordinary sure. golf. And like you were saying, the uh, boy, the setup in the bowl there at 18 was really fun. What would be the 72nd hole of the tournament? If you sat there for an hour and saw these young guys hit balls in there, I mean, they they were not happy if they were, say, 20 feet away. <laughs> right or maybe 25 because man yeah. they were they were dialed in on that uh, par five to finish they they sure were and uh i spent a little bit of time on the 18th green or excuse me 18th tee uh on the weekend and um you know it was interesting where the you know that hole is relatively wide but it was a very difficult driving hole for the guys and they really uh uh they Nobody really flirted with the with the bunker on the right. You, you had to you had to carry it three ten to carry the bunker on the right, uh, and you did see a few players that had carried it, but the the players really tended to favor the left side, and uh, I think primarily because it was a little better angle into the green, you didn't have to necessarily carry the the water on the right, um, but. It, uh, Boy, a lot of players sitting iron into the into the hole, and um, it uh, from that back tee, I, I, I think it was uh, five forty nine, if I recall right. But uh, seemed like uh, a lot of guys were in that one seventy five, one eighty range for for shot number yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, great finishing hole. We set up some great uh, great scoring opportunities and. Uh, one of the stats that amazed me, Mac, was that was that uh, Jake Knapp ma- makes makes uh, eight eight eagles for the week. Oh, did he really? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I th- I think it 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 wasn't a, a Canadian Tour record. The nine was the record, but uh, you know if, if you if you think he he, he made he made some bogeys along the way, but if you think about it. He, Makes eight eagles, so sixteen under of his twenty twenty six under was accounted for with uh, with eagles. Yeah, he was saying in his uh, in his post game victory speech there that uh, he was uh, worried about the cut line on Friday late in the day, like after fifteen <laughs> right. holes. Then he, I think, he, yeah. Then he made an ace, didn't he? Uh, well, yeah, he made a made an ace. Uh, he made a 
You want birdie, uh, birdie, ace, eagle coming in to, to make the cut. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a string of golf right there. Yeah, it is. Really, really a good string of golf. But, yeah, just a tip of the hat to uh, volunteers and uh, sponsors and everybody who was involved in putting the tournament on. What what a blast it was to get a chance to cover it and get to know some of the guys a little bit. Have a couple of experiences on the show with some people so uh, on the uh, our show so lots of fun you're listening to lakes woods and irons on 1380 kliz welcome back to lakes woods and irons with chris foley colin mcdonald with you 1380 kliz the fan also find us at kliz.com and also uh, wherever you find your podcast you can find lakes woods and irons is that brought to you in part by our sponsors emily greens home to the largest green in Minnesota, it's all about fun at Emily Greens. Also, um, Ernie's on Gull and experience in dining on the shores of Gull Lake. Open year-round at 11 with a deck, patio, seating. Ernie's is your happy place. And Maury's Seafood Markets in Baxter. Uh, walleye, smoked fish, herring, and seafood, as Paul says. Eat more fish. All right, this time of year, some of us get to get out and uh, travel a little bit, hopefully, and visit some golf courses uh, if not uh, in the state, then out of the state, maybe a little golf vacation here and there. I had the opportunity to do that in uh, Libby, Montana, which is my hometown. Uh, beautiful golf course that I kind of grew up on playing. And I have a director of golf there from Cabinet View Golf Club in Libby, Montana, Jeff Dooley, who I uh, introduced and uh, coerced into being on the show. Jeff, welcome. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Colin. Yeah, you bet. It was great to be back there. Uh, my wife had never seen the course, so she rode around with me. And uh, uh, the beauty of Cabinet View is, uh, if you're in the if you're in north the northwest part of the country and in northwest Montana, you really got to swing in and see Cabinet View, don't you? It is. It's one of the best courses in northwest Montana. You know, it's basically if a lot of people know Glacier Park, it's it's a it's another Glacier Park as far as the views go. It's beautiful. Yeah, you stand on. Uh, Number one, I uh, posted on social media and on, uh, on Lakes, Woods, and Irons a picture from just number one tee box is just uh, a great vista and a part of the original nine that I kind of grew up mm-hmm. on, uh, my background a little bit uh, uh, from Libby, Montana. Went to high school there anyway as I was a little bit uh, older teenager and played played golf with the, some of the famous golfers of uh, Libby fame, Ben Graham and John Graham. Uh, we're right. on the uh, golf team. Well, I was on the golf team with them. They weren't with me. <laughs> uh, and uh, Benny, a uh, little bit older than we were, and Johnny, one of the best players ever to come out of Libby, I think. And uh, Ben yeah. was uh, tragically killed in a car accident. And uh, there's been a memorial tournament there in Libby for Ben, hasn't there? There has been. It's been ongoing for a lot of years. And it's a high school and junior golf fundraiser. And it's a really great event, and we've raised a lot of money over the years to support the kids. It's been awesome. Yeah, that's great. John comes back once in a while. Uh, yep. I, took, I took a picture when I was there, Jeff, of the uh, scorecard. John holds the course record. I think maybe he was over 40 years old when he set that record. It was in the 2000s, I know. I, I think you're right about that. Yeah, he's got the course record on the old nine, the original uh, front nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah circled around a couple times shot whatever it was 63 or some crazy number like that i want to say it's a, it's a 63 or 62 yeah yeah, i think that's right yeah 
Yeah, Jocko yeah. is what we all called him. He could he could play for sure. Jeff, give That's us a little sure. bit of uh, your background, how you happened to uh, get into the, into the golf profession and how you wound up uh, right now at Cabinet View Golf Club in Libby. Sure. Yeah, so I'm from Polson, Montana on Flathead Lake, and I was born and raised there. And uh, we moved on to the golf course when I was six years old, and my dad was an avid golfer and my grandfather, and uh, they got me a set of clubs, and I'd go out and play with them and just really enjoyed the game and then uh, was hired at the golf course when I was 14 years old and worked for Roger Wallace there for nine years and moved on to uh, college. I went to Portland State University, played college golf there, and then started in the professional golf management program at University of Idaho in Moscow, then back to Missoula. Uh, I was the teaching pro there for the intro to golf class, and then I did an internship at uh, Pumpkin Ridge out in Portland on the private side. That was a really uh, great golf course. That was a fun facility to have an experience at. And then I worked at uh, the Coeur d'Alene Resort, the floating green course in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and then to Libby. And I've been in Libby for 15 years, and I love it. Have you really? 50, you didn't look old enough to be there for 15 years when I met you, <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty young when I got hired there. Yeah, so 15 <laughs> years, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's all uh, familiar names for me. Pumpkin Ridge uh, had an event this year with the LIV Tour, I think, right? They, they did, and yeah. I, I, I watched that. It was interesting to watch it. I hadn't been there for a long time, but I recognized the course, and it, that's a really good golf course, that uh, Witch Hollow. Yeah, yeah. And I went, to, yeah. I went to Washington State, so I'm familiar with the University of Idaho. It was yep. a quick jaunt across the border for us as young men making bad decisions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So, <laughs> and then University of Montana, yeah, I got a lot of grizzly blood in me and cougar blood, so that's a, that's a similar path, I guess. And, Jeff, 15 years there, obviously you, you love Libby and the community, and uh, are, are, you, have you, are you raising a family there as well? Uh, not yet. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, I saw – on uh, social media, I think maybe just a week or two ago, um, the new clubhouse is getting getting close, isn't it? Yeah, so we've got a new clubhouse under construction, and it's been a long time coming. When I when I was hired there in 2008, we wanted to do that. That was the plan. Um, but then the big economy, the housing market crashed, and so it's been 15 years in the making, and it's finally coming true. And couldn't really be happening at a better time. The, you know, the community's growing, and um, a lot of people moving to Libby. There's a lot of uh, buzz around the game of golf right now, and it, it'll be a really nice hub for people to hang out at, for sure. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show quite a bit, about how uh, the pandemic was bad for most industries, but the pandemic was really good for golf because it got uh, young families out on the course, and people wanted to go get out of the house and go outside, so golf was one of the yep. options yep i think it was the number one recreational sport to do during that for sure yeah yeah the uh i'm of course uh probably partial to the old nine but the uh the new nine is not brand new anymore but uh, talk about the course a little bit and we'll get to a couple of uh, uh signature holes maybe jeff that that that, that you'd recommend Sure, yeah. So the original course that you're familiar with, that was 1957, I want to say, is when that went in. And the cool thing about Libby is, is as you know, is especially with the golf course, is it's built on volunteers. 
Yeah. Um, the community is heavily supported, and uh, a lot of volunteer work goes into the golf course every year. And in 2007, we were able to put in the second nine. Um, and it's, it's, it's an interesting contrast. The, the older nine is kind of what you see is what you get right out and tall, right out in front of you. And then on the new nine, which we call the wilderness nine, it's a bit more through the wilderness. There's more trees. There's more dog legs, a few blind shots. There's a Creek. There's some more, uh, ponds back there. It's a really, it's got a lot of character. It's, it's like no other course you'll see and the green design was really really good um so it's kind of fun you get two different courses you know in 18 holes so uh it's it's a good challenge and uh most the most people that play you know it's their nine hole players when they come back they say hey can we play the back nine can we play the back nine so it's been pretty popular yeah yeah well that's good to hear yeah it was uh i've played it a number of times and uh it, well, it's tougher for me because you kind of grow up on one course, so you think, well, you, you kind of know what to do in a lot of in a lot of situations. But on the, on the new nine, might be a little tougher. There's a there's a dog leg right. right that goes up the hill, maybe number eleven, is it or ten or eleven, twelve, uh, right in there. Dog yep, leg right, yep, long, par five up the hill. Number fourteen, yeah. That one, that one kills me. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one for sure. Yeah, that's, it's one of those courses, like you said, you gotta play it at least once to know a few of the uh the blind shots and, and some of the yardages for sure yeah yep uh signature holes i guess maybe for uh, uh for vistas maybe number one and number eight are pretty phenomenal looking at the cabinet view mountains one and eight are great views yeah and number five on the, yeah. on the front nine you know you're, you're getting that just that picturesque view of treasure mountain and the cabinet mountains it's it's yeah that's it those are definitely on the top of the list we used to play, uh, we used to call 456 the hot strip because there was no shade in those days. You just had the little small trees. <laughs> now it's, uh, <laughs> now it's the, it's the tight strip, isn't it? I mean, no, those trees are all grown up and, uh, you've got to be pretty accurate on the front nine off the tee. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Have you got a yeah. signature hole or two that you want to, uh, uh mention Jeff? You know, the number nine currently is the first hole on the new nine. Yeah. And that next year will be number one. So the back nine will be one through nine, which currently is holes nine through 17. And then you'll play the original old nine as the back. That, yeah, I was going to say that that first hole, number nine currently, which will be number one next year. It's a, it's a really neat starting hole and it's got the creek running right through the front of the green and it's just it's just a unique hole it's got kind of a master's feel of it like hole number 15 or not 15 it's master's hole number 13 kind of it does yeah and it's just kind of a neat feeling when you're when you hear the water running and uh it's a it's just a unique design on the green and everything that's a it's just a great hole it's a very memorable hole every time you play it yeah it really is that's a good description too it's uh uh, first time you get to the corner, you're kind of figuring it out. But yeah, it's a yeah, that's a good golf hole. You bet. If yeah. uh, people are traveling around the uh, country, maybe in uh, for our from our area out to Montana, uh, what's the mm-hmm. best way to get a hold of you guys, Jeff, to get in a get in a nine or eighteen at uh, one of the most beautiful golf courses you'll see? 
You bet. www.golflibby.com. You can find all the information on that, phone numbers, emails, everything you need. You can book tee times online as well. Jeff, I sure appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time, uh, director of golf at one of my favorite courses. I did want to ask you about uh, uh, Riggs Johnston, kind of uh, uh, this generation's top golfer to come out of Libby. He's uh, off to maybe a professional career if things roll right for him. Yes, yeah, Riggs is an amazing player. You know, he, he grew up in Libby. He's just a natural athlete. And ever since he was a junior golfer, I knew he was going to be an amazing player because of his determination to win. You know, it's hard to teach kids that. You know, he has that shark-like determination, you know, that, that competition. You know, he, he wants to win. And he's had that ever since he was a kid, and it's carried on into his adult life, into college play. And last year in the 2021 finals, he took third um, alone. And last year, he uh, or this last season, he struggled a little bit. But, you know, if, if you know golf, that happens, and uh, he'll be back. And we'll be seeing him on the TV more and more often for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Probably uh, Corn Ferry Tour might be next for Riggs, something like that? Potentially, I, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. Jeff, again, thanks for taking the time. We sure appreciate it. And uh have a great uh, great time. How long do you think, think the course will be open this season? You know, we're always open through October. All right, great. Thank you, Jeff. That is Jeff Dooley, is director of golf at Cabinet View Golf Club in Libby, Montana. I can't recommend it enough if you're traveling around the country and have a chance to uh, do some vacation golf. You won't, uh, you won't uh, be disappointed in Cabinet View Golf Club in Libby, Montana. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan streaming at KLIZ.com. Thanks to our sponsor, MillsAuto.com. And uh, find us wherever you go looking for your podcast. We're there as well under Lakes, Woods, and Irons. That brought to you in part by our sponsors, Dockside Rental, Brainerd Lakes uh, home, home for surf, wakeboard, pontoon, and jet ski rental. Also, Mills Automotive Group since 1922, celebrating 100 years. And uh, Maury's Seafood in Baxter and Motley, finest walleye, smoked uh, f- fish, herring, seafood, as Paul likes to say, eat more fish. Very special guest, friend of the program. We've had him with us before. Uh, Chris, we'll let you handle the introductions. Great friends and a mentor of mine in, the, in, in teaching, Terry Hashimoto. Terry is the uh, founder of Swing Balance and uh, Really, one of the guys who was was very influential and has has educated more golf pros on uh, how to teach with uh, with pressure and how uh, kind of how the how the golfer interacts with the ground. So, Terry, welcome to the show. Chris, thank you very much for letting me be here, guys. I appreciate it. It's uh, always good to be talking with you, and love talking about my new thing, shafts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. I I wanted to get you on the show. You've got, gosh, a, really a pretty revolutionary new kind of shaft and, and shaft fitting system out. And, um, you know, kind of before we get into what, what you're doing, let, let's talk a little bit about shafts. And I think there's there's always been so much misconception about shafts and, and how the shaft works in the golf swing. And traditionally it's, you know, 
men have played one flex and ladies have played another flex and, and there, well there's just so many different terminologies there's flex there's kick point there's the weight of the shaft and give it give us a little education on terry on on what the sure. golf shaft does and should well, do yeah well the in a, in, a, in a perfect world the shaft will store up x amount of energy and release that same amount of energy I, I, a friend of mine who used to own Graphoid, they told me, if the shaft could load 100 pounds of pressure during your swing, the ideal shaft would release that same 100 pounds of energy at impact. But the, um, you know, up until recently, we've only been able to use ball speed, clubhead speed, uh, spin numbers, and, it, it, you know, it, it's funny when you get two guys swinging at the same clubhead speed, but they've got totally different swings. One's long and smooth, and the other one's short and quick. You know, it doesn't make sense to me, Chris, that those two guys should use the same shaft. Right. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the five fundamentals of fitting length, fly loft, strip size, and flex, that hasn't changed uh, pretty well for 40 years or more. But we're going to change that flex to load. And uh, one of the things that we learned when I was traveling, uh, learning how to use body track and teach and work with my friends to teach them how to use it, we could see that the guys, uh, the five basic driver traces, linear, lateral, fish hook, heel to toe, and Z trace, they all loaded, every single person loaded the, loaded the shaft uh, differently. Uh, every one of those traces loaded up differently. Um, so, you know, that, that was the, the genesis of of deciding to build Swing Balance AI because we wanted to have just change the world in terms of shopping. Terry, Terry, explain what you mean to our listeners about those those different traces and what 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 a trace is. Yeah, sure. So when you stand on a pressure mat or of any type, it it forms a pattern. It it look, it's going to be a line going in one direction and a line going the other direction, and the uh, Basically, what you're seeing is restriction. So the, the the linear trace in an iron shot has the least amount of restriction, and typically is is, is the best for uh, for professional use, uh, professional play. It is the best. In a driver, the guys get carried away, um, so they'll they'll all jump on it a little bit. Um, Justin Thomas, he's got a Z trace in his driver, but linear in his, in his iron um or I'm, basically, I'm not sure about the, the shot that got away on him up with, if that was linear or not but uh <laughs> um i think but you know so we uh we through observation we learned that uh, uh golfers uh they load up the shafts differently based on their swing type and trace and uh, we we spend a lot of time working with True Temper, the Acro Division, which is the Performance Division, and we developed five shafts based on the load-on-load profiles of those traces. And then um, and then we have a patented algorithm that we uh, applied for that uh, calculates the actual load to include torque, which is a, a, a very important factor uh, for understanding uh, how much pressure the golfer's putting on the swing, uh, uh, on the shaft during the swing. 
The one thing, Chris, that's really important, I think, for everybody to know, is that the shaft is completely unregulated. Uh, it's the only area of equipment that, you know, it, it, except length. It, I think it only can be 48. What's the length? 48? 46? Uh, 46, Forty-six and a half, I think, now. 46 and a half. I was thinking long yeah. drive length at 28. But the... Um, uh, the, the shaft is, is the last domain of, of non-regulate, you know, they, they, they really, there's no way they can control it, really, because we can, we can change, we can, it's called the, the bias, or you can, some people call it the flex, but we can change where the shaft bends throughout the length of the shaft. And when you study the load on load patterns of these five key traces, then all we have to do is build shafts that match and release the load that is stored as well as we can to impact. That's, been, that's our goal. And so when that happens, what, what, what should the golfer expect? They're going to hit it longer and straighter. Is that the, that the key? Well, the, you know, the, the sh definitely, you know, life matters. Um, and, and we're, we're, I'll tell you, there's three things that we're really seeing that's kind of interesting. Uh, I used to be a golf club manufacturer in Canada called Jazz Golf, and uh, I used to have an expression, Grandma hits the X better than the A, Grandma gets the X. And, <laughs> right. and we are seeing, <laughs> you know, and we are seeing um, some of that where you get an older golfer who typically you throw them under the bus and give them the LA shaft, but they are loading it up heavier. And, um, you know, sometimes they have to go into a red or the, uh, the yellow shafts, which are designed for heavy loads. And they're validated by launch. We, we see that quite a bit now. The other thing that we're noticing is that you can improve your, your if you're, if you're really having trouble with your driver and you can't keep it on the planet, Take out the linear trace shaft and put it in your, your in your in your club. You won't be able to hit it well unless you don't clean up your trace. It smoothens you out. Otherwise, you'll just block it right or pull it left. And the timing trace. And so, you know, uh, to me, it, it, especially at my age, I mean, you're in Minnesota where it's is it still has it hit 80 yet? At, at <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> okay, so. When it's cold in the morning, you know, from Manitoba, when it's 50 degrees, you know, I'm not going to use a shaft that has such a heavy load. I want to I want to find um, one, of the, uh, one of our green shafts that releases, stores and releases the energy very effectively for me when I'm actually uh, playing in cold weather. And then I'll, I'll amp it up as I get towards the 70s and the 80s. But I think, Chris, you know, uh, the... The shaft fitting is, is is going to be changed forever with this. Um, our goal is to uh, is to work with somebody and get the shaft fitting project out to the world. We've, we're in ten countries so far, um, and thanks to you, we're getting started. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's really fascinating how it works and. Um, I, I I'm always amazed, you know you. you you think you have somebody dialed in in the in in the right driver shaft, for instance, and uh, and you switch them to to one of your shafts, 
And like with my daughter, she, she, she picked up a little bit of yardage, but it was amazing how much straighter she hit it. Um, so it's, it's, it's not only yardage, it's, it's usable yardage. Well, exactly. And then the, one of the key factors in getting fit properly is, is not to waste time. Um, you know, when you play a game of golf, you might hit 14 drives uh, during that game. Uh, and and what we what we're doing is um, we can fit you in two or three swings. Of course, you got to be warmed up first. Um, but once once we get you on the pressure mat with our software, um, you can try to trick us, but uh, you, you give us your best shot, and we're gonna we're gonna drill down to real fast. Oh, it, it's super super precise, super fast, and. You know, it's just a matter of correlating the, the actual shafts to the load. And it's a completely different way of thinking about it, but, um, you know, it, it, it only makes sense. You, you take two guys, one's 100 pounds, one's 200, they're both swinging at 100 miles an hour. One's putting a lot more force on that shaft than the other. Right. Dumb question uh, for you guys, I guess, is it when you talk about um, cold weather and then warmer weather, Terry, is it an easy shaft to change out, or do you need to have two clubs or uh, just? Uh... No, what we did, Colin, is we, uh, we we put the um, the adapters on the shaft, and then they have a, a special collar that that can be used for Callaway TaylorMade. Uh, about nine different drivers we 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 provide for the fitting cart, uh, so they have five shafts. Um, they're all, all at about 46 inches, and then they can be used on pin, Callaway, TaylorMade, uh, PXG, etc. And the uh, and the goal is to, um, you know, obviously we want people to have fun. I I think it's a lot of fun to tweak your clubs. I always, I you know, I I might not be the most talkative out there when it comes to giving lessons on the golf course, but. When, when it's on the practice tee, tweaking shafts, it's amazing how many people want to try this stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, half the fun of golf, or not, maybe not half, but a good portion of golf it is finding equipment that uh, that allows you to play better. So it's kind of part of the, the uh, search for, for a better golf game. Well, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's a very modern way um, to fit. Uh, I mean, uh, we've been fitting with club head speed and ball speed for, you know, ever since it came out. Uh, before launch, we used Beltronic Swimmates to measure miles per hour uh, of the club head speed and try to find shafts that fit the general characteristics of golfers within those categories. But uh, when, when you actually see the data populate, uh, after one or two swings, and you're getting your, you're, we're actually profiling your load pattern for you, and an Acra makes a tremendous shaft. Um, I'm not saying they're better than anybody else's, but they're very, very good. Uh, we like to think they're better, but you know everybody's going to have a preference. But <laughs> the, um, the 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 key to this is dialing in the load, and if we can do that properly, we can get we can. We can help you store up the most amount of energy and help you release it on a timely and effective manner. That's the goal. 
Well, that's, that's good stuff. Well, Terry, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and educating us a little bit about shafts and especially about the swing balance shaft. And uh, I'm just getting into fitting them myself and uh, I'm very excited about some of the early results I've seen. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be a revolutionary product. I thank you guys very much for letting me be on your show. And Thanks a million, Terry. That's Terry Hashimoto. Have a great day, guys founder of uh, Swing Balance and a uh, very unique concept and cool idea. You get your game a little better. Why not? You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Also uh, streaming at KLIZ.com and wherever you uh, find your podcasts, you can find us at Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Uh, brought to you in part by our sponsors, Holiday Stores in Cross Lake and Mill Avenue, Mills Automotive Group since 1922, celebrating 100 years, and Gravel Pit Golf, Brainerd, Minnesota's uh, newest golf experience. Check out Chuck and the crew at uh, the Gravel Pit Golf. All right, got a little joke for you to start. Golfer says, Chris, uh, to his caddy, I'm going to drown myself in the lake. And the caddy says, you think you can keep your head down that long? <laughs> 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 I, uh, I thought something like that might be coming back. Yeah, it's a hard game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, making it look easy, at least on Sunday, was Rory McIlroy. Uh, if you if you were going to script it out for just what the PGA needed, or not needed, but uh, wanted to have happen, uh, it would be Rory winning the uh, championship, which he did in fine style. Yeah, beats... Uh beat Scotty Scheffler, who was really the the other really, really good player for the other player who had such a tremendous year on tour, and uh, Rory really played well coming down the stretch and uh, was really in command. He, he, there was never, he never faltered on Sunday. Uh, I, I, got, I got to watch him the last three or four holes, and uh, but the, the difference this week was he putted so well. Strokes game putting, he was uh, number 13 for the week, and he's currently he, 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 strokes game putting. I think he's he's 22nd or 23rd for the year, which is is one of his is his I believe his second best year on tour, and that's really the thing that has held Rory back uh, from winning more more championships. Uh, you know, over the last decade or so. So uh, quite a performance, quite a year for Rory. Uh, incredible finishes in all the majors and then caps off uh, by winning the FedEx Cup for the second time. Yeah, not or too third many. Time, excuse me. Yeah, third time, right. 66 yeah. on Sunday, 4-4 four four under par. And actually, you could probably take, get some pretty long odds that he would win it with Scheffler leading by six. But... Uh, uh, he had one of those weird stop-and-go days. He went out and played, I think, six holes in the morning and shot four under Scheffler to really get a commanding lead of six of six shots. And then um, the afternoon, he, he couldn't really find it. Shot 73 and uh, while Rory was busy with his 66. Yeah, it was uh, awfully fun to see. And, oh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't see the, the middle of the round where, where Scheffler struggled. But boy, you had to, I, 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 you know, psychologically with Rory on your tail, it, uh, and as well as he's been playing all year, you just have to think that uh, there was a lot of pressure on Scheffler. Yeah, yeah, he was so kind of the guy, the guy that everybody was looking at through the whole season after that 
uh, performance in the majors early in the season. And, uh, yeah, he <laughs> it seems like just one of the tremendously likable guys. Scheffler is so easy going. And, uh, yeah, no question. I think he's going to be a long-time fan favorite. At least it sure feels like it. Yeah, it's the interesting stat. Um, Rory, uh, second on tour in average driving distance for the year, 321 yards. Actually, almost half the players in the PGA Tour this year averaged 300 yards. So 99 of the 218 players on the PGA Tour for the year uh, averaged uh, number 99, uh, Alex Norn, 199.6 yards. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That is impressive. If you yeah. go back twenty years, twenty years, Davis Love, or twenty-five years, Davis Love led the PGA Tour in driving distance, a hundred or two hundred and seventy-nine yards. Yeah, that's something. That is, uh, that's that's a game changer for sure. As we saw, and even in our local tournament, all the all the bombers and training and equipment combination of everything, I guess, huh, Chris? That's right. And, what, what's scary about that is I, I've never been long, but today if I catch a drive really well, I roll it out to about 265, 270. And here, 25 years ago, PJ Tour leader was 279. Yeah, yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, so go- better golf ball, better equipment, fitness levels are better, uh, technique, guys with launch monitor technology have figured out how to hit it longer and then you know just just the speed training in general so there, there are a lot of factors that go into it but it's uh it's awfully impressive and it's certainly an advantage when you can hit it that far yeah and uh, you've got the the trackman technology at chris foley school of golf and uh you know a guy can go right back especially those guys a lot of them have have that technology of course yeah, and uh, similarly, you watch Major League Baseball, and the, the guys uh, strike out or get a hit, and the next thing you know, they're sitting in the dugout looking at the uh, laptop and uh, checking out their last at bat. So, I mean, You're right, uh, just uh, uh, just constant improvement and constant uh, analysis of of the golf swing. So, and the and the baseball swing in their case. So, pretty amazing. It, it was interesting. Even even the players on the CRMC. Uh, at the PRM2 championship, you know, 158 players in the field. I've, I've saw probably 25 guys that had their own track men with them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So even at the developmental tour level, sure. traveling and practicing daily with, with, with that technology. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Kind of saw it coming. Rory wins. And then, uh, a day or two later, the LIV makes the announcement that a lot of people had, uh, Known was coming, I think, at least with a few more players. I don't know if we all knew who they'd be. The uh, maybe the non-surprise was was uh, Cam Smith, uh, superstar British Open champ, number two or three in the world, I think, at uh, parts of, at parts parts of the year this year, and uh, he's going to go play LIV, and uh, that's a loss for the PGA Tour for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a big loss. It's, uh... Uh, you know, the, the speculation has been that even before he won the, uh, the Open Championship, but uh, you know, the, the announcement uh, was Monday there, and uh, not too big of a surprise, but really, a, really a loss for the PGA Tour because boy, over over you know, 
Cam Smith's eight year on eighth year on tours, won six times and uh, a players championship, one major in the in the uh, Open Championship, and uh, really one of the great uh, great young stars, one of the most likable guys in the PGA Tour. He was pretty uh, pretty open at his press conference. He says he's lived in the U.S. for seven years. I love living in the U.S., but it's the little things that you're missing, meaning back home in Australia. Weddings, birthday parties, seeing your mates, having a great time at a rugby game. Uh, that has to be, that's tough. And he said the uh, opportunity to play with Leishman in an LIV event uh, could uh, bring an event to Australia, which they would love. Uh, and he also said, I love teams golf, and I wish I could do that more often. So the four-man teams aspect of LIV part of his decision as well. And he didn't deny the money. He said, of course, the money was a major factor in my decision. But as as a guy who plays almost most most of his tournaments in the U.S., I kind of I, I kind of get that he like wants to be home. I mean, that's uh, uh, that's understandable. No, but that's yeah, that's very understandable. But, uh, uh, the only the only side to that is these guys they control their schedule. Yeah, and um, you know, yeah, you don't have to. There's a minimum number of events you have to play in the PGA Tour. And, you know, if you look at a player, a guy like Tiger and Jack Nicklaus and and some of the greats over the years, they really they they really picked and choose when and where they played, and um, you know, to maximize what they were doing, but also maximize their time at home and business. And uh, but it, I, I I get it, and you know, I it, it's going to be so interesting to see how things shake out over the next year and a half, two years, and you know, ho- hopefully at some point. Um, guys will be able to they'll, they'll come to the PJ Tour and LIV or whatever other you know, competitive entities come about or the current ones they'll they'll be able to come together and, and uh, you know, players will be able to pick and choose where they play and what they play. So yeah, yeah. From a selfish point of view, you especially the major tournaments and big tournaments over the course of the year, you. Certainly want all the best guys in the field if you can get it. It's a, just from a fan's no perspective. Question. Yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah, you uh, want to be able to see the best players play in the in the best tournament. Right. Yeah. Chris, hard to believe how fast the year's gone. Uh, we uh, wrap up Lakes Woods and Irons for 2022, which is uh, just unbelievable, actually. <laughs> so this will be the last one. But I sure want to thank you again for everything you do. Get all of our such great. Uh, uh, national uh, teachers for us and pros and that kind of thing. I don't know how we'd have an opportunity to do that other than your uh, relationships through uh, the world of golf. Well, thanks, Mac. I certainly enjoy doing the show with you and the and the feedback we get. And, uh, I love it because I learn so much from all our guests. You you probably learn a lot teaching wise watching me swing, Chris. It gives you a lot. Of- <laughs> You know, you never know what you're going to learn from your students, too. So that, that's where all the learning occurs, really. There you go. <laughs> all right, thanks, Chris. Thank you, Mac. That's Chris Foley. I'm Colin McDonald. You've been listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.